This is the Champions Coffee Podcast on the Vigo Podcast Network. On this show, we take 20 minutes to celebrate the champions behind higher education student support and experience. These are the individuals who are pushing the boundaries and changing student lives on a daily basis. And we get to hear their stories and their visions for the sector. And we are live. Uh, Hello world. Uh, Welcome to the Champions Coffee podcast where every week we have coffee with an education professional who is out there on the front lines championing students to be all that they absolutely can be. Uh, today, Today's guest is Liam Kenner, the Executive Officer of Wiltialu. Uh, Liam, uh, welcome. Thanks, Ben. Thanks uh, for the invite. It's really great to be here virtually. Um, you know, unfortunately, we can't be in the same room <laughs> yet. One day. Been, yeah, one day. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yes, definitely. And, uh, and mate, I'd love to kick off with an acknowledgement of country, um, if you could. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um, so here in Adelaide, uh, the the First Nations people, uh, traditional custodians of the lands here are the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains. And so uh, at the University of Adelaide, we, we uh, pay our respects to their, um, uh, to their culture and their, their elders. But obviously this um, acknowledgement, you know, we'd like to apply it across Australia to all First Nations um, people. So uh, we acknowledge and pay our respects to the Ghana people, the traditional custodians whose lands the University of Adelaide's campuses have built. We acknowledge mm-hmm. the deep feelings of attachment and the relationship to country of the Ghana people. And we respect and value their past. We'd like to honour their leaders and elders, current, emerging and past. And I personally would like to say uh, a huge thank you to the Ghana people for being so welcoming to me as a uh, New South Welshman coming across. I've been lucky enough to raise my children here, learn, live uh, and laugh. So, yeah, thank you, Ben. Thanks for the opportunity to do that. And uh, again, thank you to the um you know, the, the Ghana people here in Adelaide, but First Nations people across Australia for their ongoing support great. and, uh, you know, commitment to the to the higher education cause every day. Yeah, great, mate. All right, thanks for that. Uh, so the for everyone who's maybe watching this for the first time, and that would make sense because this is only episode two and we did episode one last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I'm your host. My name is Ben Hallett and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Vigo. Um, for those of you who just don't know what Vigo is, Vigo is a student support platform that helps educators connect their students to their support services. You know, tutors, mentors, counsellors, all the what at Vigo we call champions. Uh, we're all about helping students connect into those when and where they need to be. And at Vigo, we really believe in celebrating the professionals who are making all of these different support services tick, which is why we're doing this podcast. And as I've already jumped the gun a little bit, Liam Kenner is our guest today. Now, uh, Liam Kenner is the Executive Officer for Indigenous Research and Education at the Wiltialu Aboriginal Education Unit at the University of Adelaide. Liam is very passionate about equity and education, and through his role, he develops strategies to increase Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander participation in education, particularly pipeline pathways to higher uh, higher degrees by research, Um, you know, masters of philosophy and PhDs uh, that consider the whole ecosystem of student life from high school to a research degree. Uh, Liam is Wiltialu's lead in the current uh, Vigo pilot, which we've been very, um, very fortunate to to work with uh, this year. And uh, this is the first time a higher education Indigenous support team has taken its mentoring and its tutoring programs entirely online. 
And it's been really exciting uh, here at the Vigo camp to be a part of this. And uh, and we've already seen some really, really cool things happening with the platform, um, you know, and particularly with the 2020 C word, um, COVID, uh, everything that's going on. Um, So Liam, welcome again, mate. Great to have you. Yeah, it sounds uh, quite a mouthful, um, you know, when you you throw it all out there like that. But yeah, it is, uh, you know, a wide ranging, deep and wide role. but uh, yeah, definitely, you know, the, the relationship with Vigo has been into nothing but, you know, steps forward in our, uh, in our experience so far. So, you know, we won't get too bogged down in the details, I suppose, of that. But yeah, absolutely. The yeah. Um, exciting nature of some of the innovation, you know, that obviously COVID has uh, brought the world to, a, world to a standstill, but, you know, we have to keep moving forward. So some of those innovations mm-hmm. and those opportunities have been really exciting, obviously counterbalanced by... Um, you know, the human story on the, on the other side. Yeah, definitely. And uh, mate, we are, we are now officially one third of our way into the podcast time and okay. we haven't even kicked off with the questions. Well, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that we've kept our promises to each other to, you know, yeah. way, way over time. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, let's crack on. And uh, do you have your beverage, mate? I do. Yes. Thank you. It was, as I said, it would never, this would never would have occurred without, um, some brain juice basically okay yeah, what's your go-to coffee uh double shot latte uh but i'm very fussy i need a little bit of sugar just to take the edge yeah. off but uh i'm very fussy too much is too much so you know i have a complex yep. order that you know people probably <laughs> drink when i walk up to the kingdom i uh i was a barista for many years and i, I know people like you <laughs> I, also, I also spent some time behind the coffee machine and oh, uh, you know, I, that's, I have empathy trust me but it doesn't stop me um ordering ordering as i do yeah yeah. Well, mate, uh, let's jump into the uh, the questions. So the first one uh, would be, uh, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about the support activities that you're involved with, uh, with the Wiltiala unit and, you know, you know, broader than that as well? And, you know, what support services and what does success uh, look like in these services? What are they trying to achieve? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I actually started uh, here at Wolter Yellow as a student. I studied at the University of Adelaide as a mature age student uh, and actually came on board um, in my final year to uh, undertake an internship placement, uh, during which I did a bit of a research for the then Dean, now Pro Vice Chancellor of Indigenous uh, Education. Uh, and during that time, I uh, also signed up or you know, put my hand up to take part in the mentoring program uh, as a mentor. And so... Um, you know, that was one of the most important parts of my higher education journey was really engaging with that, um, you know, with that program and undertaking that project, obviously, because that has now led, you know, several years later down the track to me still being here um, and, you know, still working towards those outcomes that we were um, working towards then. But, you know, some of those um, achievements that we've made since then, I think, count very, very highly. Mm-hmm. Um Insofar as, as what do we do, um, you know, the student services team, they provide tools and support for, for students as they come through. And that's, uh, as we said earlier, the ecosystem of the whole um, student life is really encompassed by that team. So it's, as they enter, they enroll, then we do a student success plan and work all the way through uh, until putting those people into a pipeline, you know, that, that, that uh, catchword there, um, towards a, a research hopefully a research degree in our in our opinion but obviously it's it's up totally up to people um to where they see themselves working in the future uh, mm. i hope i answered the question there ben i have to admit yeah um, 
I uh, forgot the second part. I hope you know I've covered it. No, no. I mean, I guess um, I, you kind of covered it. I mean, it, it what I what I really loved about uh, coming on it and and being able to work with your team was the 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 life cycle and the the ecosystem approach that you were thinking about the student success in. You know, mm. and you know, not only was this the first opportunity for Vigo to work um, with an indigenous uh, team, but it was also uh, the first time that we got to. Um, do you know work with high school students who are being mentored by university students which has mm. been quite exciting as well um and and what i really like about uh your team and the way you, you think about things is it's from the the high school student who is considering higher education and and navigating that and learning what would be the best opportunity you know, pathway for them and you know but once they're in, then it's it's the it's the mentoring, it's the tutoring, it's the student support offices for that part of the journey, and it's very peer to peer related, which Vigo is all about. And yep. then, but then you know, it's it's the then it's moving into the um, masters and the the higher degrees, and then you know you're also thinking beyond as well. And I I, I think that's really cool. It's I think we've talked about this before. It's, your unit very much thinks of itself as a microcosm of the whole. Um, you know, a whole university um, support services in, in, yeah. in one. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's encapsulated, Ben. And, you know, if you ever want a job spruiking us, uh, you're more <laughs> than welcome. But I think, you know, we are not a we are not the standalone case in that all Aboriginal education units um, or Indigenous education units, Indigenous research units based in universities across the country, they do exactly the same. They perform the holistic wraparound um, services, you know, that, mm. that the provide almost on an individualized almost siloed um level you know uh and the the our colleagues across the country provide those services and you know amazing amount of support and and mm. everything I can say from um encouraging high school students to identify their um, aspiration and really gun for it and with programs that you know um, facilitate them to have a, a real chance of of achieving their goals all the way through, as you say, to successful undergrad to hopefully postgrad and then onwards, you know, in our concept into the academia, um, you know, into the academy. And, and hopefully what we'd like to do is retain many more Indigenous people with um, higher degrees onto the staff here. And, and that's really part of the concept is that, um, that, as you mentioned earlier, ecosystem of development all the way through where we can encourage people to see themselves working here at the uni, either at Wultuyalu or... We'd love to see more Indigenous people, you know, pursuing their um, research passions across the university. And so as the uni comes slowly back, you know, slowly on board towards the realisation that Indigenous um, business and Indigenous research is all research and all business across the university and that we can only be strengthened by, you know, supporting and increasing and prioritising that, um, that, you know, those those things will be in the air. You know, that's what I like to think. And, and as mm. we move to a more supportive environment. Again, going back to that ecosystem um, catchword, I suppose, uh, you know, that, that those things will just play out. You know, we'll have more First Nations language around campuses. We'll have more art that celebrates that. We have more policies that prioritise First Nations mm. learning, those kind of things. Yeah, so across the uni, it's really impressive the, the work that the um, Indigenous education units like us do. Uh, but I, you know, would have to say that, you know, what we do is really, um, we really try and, and push for those innovations, um, especially in the last three or four years and try and, uh, mm. you know, bring some of our processes and some of our practices and some of those things that students engage with in, you know, very much mm. in the 21st 
country and that's why we come looking for platforms and and um you know tools i suppose like like vigo yeah yeah and and i really loved um how agile your team is uh both you know agile for for testing new new products and for you know deciding their worth and keeping or deleting like i, I love mm -hmm. that um that that side of it and then the other part is i love how data heavy your team is as well uh, you know you guys are always uh running research on your student support services and i think that's something that across across the board um generally we student success teams can forget to be you know picking up the data as it happening as it's happening and critically looking at their programs and the success of them yeah that's right uh both the pro vice chancellor uh, professor shane hearn and myself we come from a public health background uh, and so, you know, data-driven and uh, evidence-based, you know, methodologies and all of that were mm. very much at the forefront of the mind. Um, I think that's why we get along um, so well, uh, uh, because we both kind of think along those same tangential lines. And, and you know, the, to be honest, the data as it was when we arrived and um, have been moving through um, the university's processes wasn't amazing. And so that's, that's been part of it is really zeroing in on what, which data is most important what it tells us and how we can shape our practice um, off the back of, of what's that what is that data telling us. And that's both qualitative and quantitative. So we run a lot of surveys, lots of one-on-one -on -one engagement with the students, but also mm -hmm. we look at the, you know, the student-based data, which is success and enrollment and all mm -hmm. those um, data, data bricks, which is kind of my, uh, that's my area at the moment, which is, yeah, combing through those and just seeing if we can see any trends um, that might indicate how we can improve or what we might need to be looking at in the future, especially with things like student load. And, and as I say, um, well, as you say, I suppose the, you know, what we've tried, what's stuck and kind of what might need a little bit of a, a tweak and, you know, a bit of improvement or just some local context, I suppose, because we're always looking outwards for the best practice uh, mm -hmm. across Australia and globally, but obviously then you have to figure out what works for you and your, in your, um, yeah. scenario your context and, and the people that you're trying to um support yeah 100 yeah what works for some will not work for, uh, for others uh, absolutely yeah yeah the cookie cutter approach uh is something that um you know not only can be uh not constructive but can be uh out, outright detrimental i think and you know yep. if you try and apply the same here there and everywhere and especially in the context mm -hmm. of first nations across australia and across the world um mm. you're running a pretty um pretty severe risk i'd say of, of everything falling over very quickly yep 100 mm. percent. well i think we've um accidentally ended up hitting on about four or five questions um already but you know certainly you know one of the typical questions we'd ask is you know what life experience has motivated you and i think your experience is very similar to my experience about why mm -hmm. i got into the student success game and mm -hmm. being that we were mentors ourselves and you know we had that experience and you know it we saw the transformational um, opportunity in that for both ourselves and for students. And then that inspired us to come back and, and to do it. And here we are many years later, uh, still at it. No, let's, not, let's not put too fine a point on how many years uh, later <laughs> it is. But yeah, absolutely. You know, I felt, kept myself very lucky to have, I tried about three degrees before I landed on the one um, that I ended up finishing. Uh, thank God. Uh, that I ended up in a double degree in social science and health science, which I absolutely loved. And, you know, I took that because it was as broad, um, really a canvas as I could find. And then um, slowly narrowed it down towards my, you know, true interest in 
and passion as it emerged, which was Indigenous health and um, the the ties between education and health are, are so so close. Mm. You know, they're basically intrinsically linked. So you know, that's that's part of uh, also my experience was finally getting to a degree that I love. But you know, the three degrees prior to that, I was lucky enough to try one at nineteen. 22 yep. in my late 20s and then um again onto this one so i really feel like i experienced you know the the all the permutations of being a student from that first try at 19 of not really being engaged and not really being sure really why i was there and, and hence why mm. i dropped out all the way through to really um wanting it for myself and i think that was a real driving driving passion mm. and now being able to buy those skills mm. in a real world everyday scenario has just been every day I would kind of count my blessings as I come to work that I'm a getting to apply the things that I learned, but B hopefully making, you know, a, little, a slight tick on the dial as we uh, work towards a fairer system. Yeah. A hundred percent, mate. And um, that's exactly what you're doing. That's exactly what this podcast is about. Uh, celebrating the champions like yourself who are championing students. Yeah. And, well, um, you, know, right, you know, thanks. Thanks for the acknowledgement, but right back at you, you know, I think the, <laughs> the Vigo platform and, you know, I would say the same back, about the Vigo team at, at the risk of this turning into a, you know, a, yeah. a, um, a vicarious uh, pump-up session. But, you know, the, the way yeah. that the team approaches everything and the uh, equity focus that I know that you have, as you say, from being a mentor yourself, I think really means that our this uh, working relationship, but also on a personal level, has really gone, um, you know, one, one of the better ones, Ben. I'll tell you that. I've yeah, had a, a range of experience and, yeah, can absolutely um, say that I think that those values really align, yeah. Oh, mate, thanks. Well, I'll, I'll quote that and put it on the website. Um, yeah, yeah, feel free to send your bill. Yeah, great. Um, okay, well, I'm going to skip a bunch of questions because mm. we are now 17 minutes, uh, but I'll let this one go to 20. How about that? We've got three minutes, so maybe okay. rapid-fire answers, mate. Yes, sure. No worries. I'll Can you, is there a particular student success story that you, you're quite, you, you and your team have been involved with that you're quite proud of? Mm. Um, well, rather than probably zeroing in on one single student, I would think, again, in that ecosystem, and I'll try and keep this brief, uh, but we've been really focusing on supporting our honours students and, you know, building that pathway to, to towards research. So I would count that as a real, um, something that's really made an impact on those students. So we have fairly low, low numbers of honours students, Indigenous honours students, between kind of five and ten any, any given year. And over the last couple of years, we've really... Um, focused some specialised support to them. So that's offering academic action packs, and that means that we can get them the specialised software and hardware that they need, IT things. Um, we've set up a research cadet program where we have about five research cadets working on live research that we conduct here in Multiyalu. So we have three that are about to be hopefully published, again, knock on wood, uh, in a systematic lit review, and then another three doing some qualitative data. Um, gathering and then also we've you know until coronavirus struck we were heading really well towards setting up a real international network uh, mm. last year a personal pet project of mine was setting up a um, kind of a knowledge exchange sort of pathway with New Zealand uh, particularly the uh, University of Otago and so we managed to send four uh, of our honours students over to actually the University of Auckland to take part the Indigenous Higher Education Research Conference. And then I was lucky enough to accompany one of our PhD students to the Uni of Otago on the South Island where we, um, you know, participated while I kind of cooked food and carried coffees um, <laughs> while they had a, uh, like a master's writing retreat. And so that was really high engagement. They stayed and 
what's called a marae, which is like a, a, a community house kind of thing. And it was really um, fluid and amazing and some really amazing um, uh, Maori academics, including, I think, I hope this is correct, the first um, female emeritus professor, Maori female mm. emeritus professor, uh, Professor Carla Russell, and she was just incredible. So Oh, awesome. that, as a, you know, in a nutshell, I suppose, um, really encapsulates also the work that we do across the board is that we're not just looking at this one point, but we engage with people, we look to see what they need, and then we try and really provide a platform, um, mm. you know, that people can, I often compare it to a buffet, which I probably have to come up with a more romantic yeah. metaphor, I suppose, but so people can pick and choose what they need at the time, rather than yep. it being, as we said before, a cookie cutter set um, mm -hmm. a la carte menu. I don't think anyone's had a buffet in 2020. <laughs> that is a good point. Not without a sneeze, a very comprehensive sneeze protector. Yeah. And I think um, one um, interesting sound part in there that I, I think is you know, a really sort of a staple lesson for uh, anyone in the student success game is the, the you know, for to champion students, we need to give them the platform to be successful on. We need to give them those initial pushes. And, and once they're there, a big part is then getting out of the way and uh, getting them coffees and cooking Absolutely. food. Um, yeah, letting them, yeah, yeah. Letting them um, be a, a positive and, you know, um, yeah. and, and supportive presence. But yeah. obviously people, you know, overwhelmingly do it for themselves. So that's yeah. right. Give, them, give people the option and the support and then step, step back. That's my, uh, that's my approach. 100%, mate. Well, I'm going to um, skip another few. Uh, Sorry, I yeah, didn't do a very good job of answering that. <laughs> oh, good, mate. All right, final question for you. Um, what advice or encouragement would you give a student about to begin their journey uh, at university? And, and maybe I'll, I'll throw this to, you know, with the Wiltialu uh, unit as well. Mm -hmm. um, basically, I would just encourage everyone to engage as much as they can. You know, the, the old adage, don't be too cool for school. Come down, yeah. say hi to people, say hi to your peers, come and see people in the centre. You know, this goes not only for Indigenous students but all students. There's a multitude of uh, support services and ways to be connected with your peers and with groups of similarly minded uh, people, you know, from the sports um, outfits all the way through to, mm. you know, the drama and the music society. So I would definitely encourage people to really engage with their university you know, mm. take a piece of it with them when they leave and, um, you know, you, you'll make friends for life. So yep. I'll definitely say that on the social side. And then I think, you know, the same piece of advice on the on the academic side is I could, um, don't be afraid to put your hand up if you're feeling like you're not quite sure. You know, this is, you hear it every time in first shoots, but if mm. you have a, there are no stupid questions. If you have a question, definitely yep. someone else in the room has the same question. So put yep. your hand up, ask the question, be engaged, do the reading, you know, uh, annoyingly, everything that my parents told me about university um, ended up being true. I thought I knew better than them in my first three <laughs> attempts. But you get in proportionately exactly, uh, sorry, you get out exactly what you tip in. So the more yeah. you put in, the more engaged you are, the more fulfilling you'll find it. And trust me, once you start getting those distinctions, high distinctions, and they start rolling in, that's where you set your bar and, uh, yeah. and you know, it's really exciting as you start to hone your skills towards the end of your degree to see those things kind of come through. I know, you know, for myself, that went into big note as I was rolling towards kind of consistently getting D's and HD's, I was just was so um, proud of myself. You know, I had two young mm -hmm. kids. I was working full time. This was my fourth crack at a degree. And, you know, I can definitely say from personal experience, it was uh, uh, absolutely something that you get 
kind of you get used to it and then that becomes your yeah. um, that becomes your everyday and yeah so that's again not yeah. a short answer but i would say <laughs> just you know be aware be engaged and uh mm. be you know and, and friendly yep 100 percent. all right mate well we have come to the end of our 15 minute chat 15 minutes <laughs> yeah yeah um, and um and uh, the time in the top corner there <laughs> Uh, all good, mate. The um, and, you know, Liam, thanks so much for having coffee with uh, me today. Appreciate that, and no, uh, for sharing. No worries, mate. Thanks for sharing your stories, your advice, um, and your vision. And I think it's quite interesting and exciting. And I, I really can't wait to see where we get to um, together and where we go. And this uh, this has been episode two of the Champions Coffee Podcast. Uh, thank you for everyone who uh, listens to this in the future. And if you'd like to stay updated and, and uh, listen to more episodes and see more of the other guests that we will be bringing on in the coming weeks and months, uh, just jump onto LinkedIn and follow the Vigo page because we'll be posting it all from there. All right. Thank you, Liam. Have a Thanks, good day, mate. Thanks so much for the invite. Cheers. <laughs>